if you're if you're in a situation where you are completely mortgage stressed, and then you know selling might be an option. Um, we've found now that in a lot of areas in Hobart, renting is actually cheaper again than it is to buy. Going one, going twice, sold. You're listening to the Property Pod. All right, guys, welcome back to the Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in the Hobart marketplace. I am your host, Aaron Horn, and I am only joined by one team member today. Our illustrious leader is elsewhere in the globe, but welcome to the show. John McGregor. Hey, mate. How are you? Good, good. Although, as we've just soon discovered, like, my filing cabinet of my brain is just locked this morning. It's funny. You're yeah. like, we're, we're going through things and you're, you're calling a certain TV show. Like, like it's, it's close. Like, you're, like, yeah, centimetres away from you. Like, have you seen that show Band of Heroes or, yeah. you know, that show Money? I'm just like... No, billions. Yeah, Band Billions. Of Band of Brothers. Yeah. Well, even when... Uh, with, um, so, with obviously, Sam's got his new Raptor, um, which is red. It's a pretty, bloody good car. And I didn't realise there is, like, a two-year wait. Yeah, I didn't realise that either. Yeah, well, I know he's been waiting for donkeys to get it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah no, well, he, he was. That was twelve months. So I mean, you know, oh God help all those that are trying to buy one now. That's well, there is. Well, I guess raptors are a rare breed. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of hard well, to find them. Which is where, like, they're trying to think of redheads' names. Another rare breed. Yeah, yeah, another redhead. That's why I was trying to think of, um, uh, like, I couldn't get Rick Astley out. I couldn't get Jimmy Somerville. I couldn't get because um, he's trying to. Is Rick Astley a redhead? Yeah, is he? I, 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 I typed in look it was because I was trying you to remember the famous name. redheads. Fa- Rick Astley popped up. Oh, there you <laughs> I was go. Like now, if if you get a name a raptor after you uh, after Rick Astley, I don't think that's such a bad idea. The other ones that came out were Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did did did, did your brother come up? Uh, no, not yet. No, not yet. damn it. We'll, we'll get him there. <laughs> we'll get him there. <laughs> it could be. Uh, it could be Lukey. Um, anyway, so I, like that's what I find with my brain, and I, I, it's so funny working with your parents for so long. Is it? You see all the mannerisms of where you you picked up all your little traits and, from, and Dad's brain must be exactly the same because I, I liken it to a filing cabinet where you know it's there and it's like you can't get the key. It's just trying to jam it. Yep, yep. Get, out like, get it out. Just shake it. Or it's like turn it off and turn it on again. Like yeah. sometimes it, it is the thing that pays off. Yeah. So anyway, um, but how you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I've had a few sick kids at home, which oh. has been uh, throwing everything out through the loop. But um, I did get to watch the Bombers play yesterday yeah. in the Anzac Day match. Uh, unfortunately, it was a rolled at the end. It was uh, it was a good game. Um, I finally, I think, finally got my little man into thinking that football might be interesting oh, really? enough. Yeah, he, he watched it for a little bit and he said, "Which one do you like, Daddy?" I said, "Oh, the red and the blacks." But I I text. Um, I text some friends. Do you remember back in the day watching it up at Dado's house oh, and me, yeah. you, and um, Dado would just turn on tone? Mm. At the end of the game, I text. I said, man, I wish we were at um, Kieran Court so you could just beat up Tony right now. <laughs> <laughs> that smug bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, he always got beat up. <laughs> he always got beat up. I don't know why he came every year. I think he came just for that moment of joy <laughs> if they did win. Because even when he lost, it was still... Ah, yeah. Yeah, no, not a chance. I forgot about that memory. So, yeah, no, yeah, Anzac well, Day, got up for the dawn well. service and um, enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it was a beautiful morning yesterday nice. and, yeah, nice. nice to pay respects to, to all the Anzacs. And, mm. um, yeah, so it's been an interesting week. I've kind of, it's so funny that you've said that your, um, your filing cabinet's not working because I've got – your shoulders are very heavy today because yeah. I came in and said, I haven't planned anything for the show. <laughs> it's all on you. <laughs> what do you got for me? Well, that I – immediately – the thought that came to mind was the amount of um, uh, over the last few months, the amount of properties have just been harder to move, and that's, okay. that's not even on the um, for us, but for both clients, for buyers and sellers, purchasers are struggling to get you know uh, get their homes. And we had um, I've got a property at the moment up at 
Brindaston. It's, you know, two contracts have fallen through. Um, and the thought was, you know, um, what did I say? Dude? What do you, Something about what do you do when your deal oh, falls over? Or what do, you do when, what do you do when the deal falls through? Yeah, yeah that's it. That's could, it. Yeah, it did have a, a could, fancy could, ring to it. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't come up with something more corny if I tried. Yeah. Um, so I thought it might be fun to, well, I'm not sure if it's a fun topic, but, you know, there, there's, there is sometimes, you know, there, you've got to know when to call it quits sometimes and, you know. And, and when to push up. forward. Yeah. yeah so yeah. what do you do when the deal falls through? Because obviously that's when having an agent on your side is kind of very advantageous to be like, all right, this deal is worth pushing forward. This one's not worth yeah. following up on. So kind of run us through well, a I, few I, scenarios. It's a good way to put it because it, I think at these markets, your role with working with any kind of professional is essential because, yep. um, you know, we've all got a limited amount of knowledge on a lot of things, um, but it's when things get complex is when you need assistance with someone who's specialised. Sure. So the, I mean, to give you an old example, we had um, uh, a few a few examples actually. So many years ago, Pat and I worked with a client um, up at Brighton where he we kind of joined the listings because he was friends with their family and I'd known him for a long time as well. Yeah, so this is prior to you guys all working together under the 414 Property Co. Banner. You're working for First National Real Estate, yep, yep. um, McGregor, their 414 Real Estate. And I think we're going back to nearly 2013. 2012. Oh, wow. So, oh, like, yeah, we're young yeah. whippersnappers. Like, Pat's still got um, spiky hair coming out of Turns his... Turns out we had the exact same suit from YD as well. <laughs> <laughs> the $60 special. Yeah, yeah, And I have to say, too, like, Pat looks so much better and he's just shorts and shirt. Like, to see him in a suit, just looks, he looks uncomfortable. I do go back to some of the old videos every now and then and look, I'm just like, that guy just, just does not look better. comfortable. Like, <laughs> he just, that's not, not his that's thing. Not his, not his yeah. thing. So, so, shout out to him. So, what, what happened, though, is the... Um, the guy bought it and had, had refinanced to purchase other things. And in the meantime, um, his is the what we were able to sell the property for, I think, was about two eighty five. Yep. But what we didn't know at the time was his loans were three hundred. So he'd actually used equity in that house, uh, and the bank had lent, you know, higher than the value of the home because the market had adjusted. Yep. Uh, and what um, we we. Now I ask better questions, I suppose, in this process because this is the first time I even thought I didn't even know that was that that, that was a thing that could happen. You yeah. kind of just yeah were, I guess, still cutting your teeth and learning a few of the ins oh, and outs. Sure. Yeah, and, and, you know, I guess you know we were too young to have experienced a market where prices had come off their highs as well. So what happened was when we uh, when we actually secured a contract, um, the in the Tasmanian contract, the because that he couldn't pay out the loan for the bank. And the, when you purchase a property, the bank will take out a covenant on your title, which just basically says they have a vested interest in it. Yep. And before they will allow you to release that title, they have to be paid out first. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Totally so makes sense. In the you know in the in the Tassie contract, it refers to the purchaser must or the vendor must provide a good marketable document of the title. I don't know what that's worded in the other states. Yep. But what happened was finance was approved. Everything was unconditional, and then um, on his part, he couldn't actually. Provide he couldn't sell, yeah, because the bank wouldn't release him from from the uh, from the property. So it was an interesting one where the buyer was able to complete in this case, but the, but owner, the owner wasn't, part. yeah. And it wasn't net that either party wanted to be able to actually not sell. So the bank was said, nah. yeah. So the only way that he'd be able to get out of that situation is if the let's just say there's just an easy number. Imagine there was fifty thousand dollars difference that had to be made up. Sure. Um, the only way he would be able to get out of that contract is that he'd have to come up with that fifty thousand dollars in cash. And basically, yeah, pay off that last um, part of the debt. Yep. So that way the bank could be released. Yeah. Wow. So in his particular situation, 
he couldn't do it. So he had to stay. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until six, seven years later when the market had changed again where he was then able to sell the property. He'd like been able to pay off the debts a bit further um, and then the house was worth a little bit more yep. and we could finally sell it and then, you know, he could move on. Um, I guess that's kind of, I don't know if this is so far off where we were going to take this conversation. Is that kind of something that might be happening in this like kind of next little period where a bunch of these fixed-term loans that were kind of fixed at, I don't know, mine's at 1.8 or something percent and something. I think like you said before, you're paying like 6% on yours or something? because we tried to, um, before before it gets refinanced, the, yeah, mine was adjusted to, I'll just say two and a half, I think. And then they went, basically gave me the, the most expensive product they basically have. Yeah. Um, with, you know, without, so that just automatically transfers. Um, so they went, great. Yeah, you had your fixed deal. Now we'll give you the most expensive product we have, like, which was like six and a half percent. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you can now when speak with the broker, I'll be able to get it to about five. Um, but you're right. Like, I mean, think about the difference in yours. You know, what's that? Oh, times the size of the interest rate? Yeah, I would have no idea how to, how we, we're, you know, trying to balance the books at the moment and try and keep in front of that. And we're, yeah, easily know that, oh, this is going to be the number for the last few years. This is how much we're paying off our repayments. Mm. So, are we are we getting close to this point where there's going to be all this um, stress on people and they're going to be selling for hard? Like I know we've talked mm, hardship. Mm. I don't know if I'm way off base no, with no, where you were talking about this this other yeah. guy who's selling for some reason that he's got to get rid of his place. He's fifty thousand dollars short in yeah. our example. Yeah, is that something that we could be seeing that, in a few it, months' time? Uh, it seems that way. I think the. They're talking about now with the um, – I can't remember what – it's like a mortgage trap or it's like a mortgage strangle. They've got a fancy word for yep. it. Um, the, the reality is, though, is the people have um, purchased to their highest capacity at the time and then the, you know, the, the cost of – they've gone from these really appealing interest rates to really high. Yeah. Um, which is – so they're, it's going to really put on a huge stress in the household because if all of a sudden you're in, your expenses go up by 12 grand a year, for example, a 1000 bucks a ah, month. Yeah. Um, and your wages haven't changed. Man, it's, it's big. That's huge. Uh, um, and there's probably, there could be more on people that have purchased houses like worth a million bucks, which is average if you're in Sydney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like in our little market, it's, you know, a 2% on my $300,000 loan is completely different to pumping up 5% on a million dollar loan. That's it. It's, yeah. Well, this is where the, uh, the I suppose, the concern came because they, um, one of the articles I was just, they're, they're talking about um, they always had that buffer. So even at ours, like we just said, oh, 2.5%, they're assessing me on 45 Yeah. What I suppose those uh, those buffers didn't anticipate that there was going to go a 2% above even their original buffer. Yes. And so what's happening is for people is they are, <clears throat> they've got into themselves into a, a loan at that lower rate. Yep. But because now they, they still have got that buffer applied even now, is it now like imagine you're – they're trying to refinance to five percent, but they're assessing you at seven, um, and then your income and your expenses and nothing that nothing like that's changed, and so they're actually not able to refinance, and that's the struggle that a lot of people are having. Yeah, so I guess like going back to like these deals falling over, is this something that you're going to have to navigate with? Kind of yeah, talking with brokers more and and spending more time trying to get into the nitty gritty of of things. Like you've said, mm. you had was it one of Ryan so, Daston or something's fallen over two times. Has that got something to do with? Well, th- that one's a completely different story. Um, the one that was interesting um, for two different reasons, actually. Um, the 
third example just recently was I was chatting with my broker and he mentioned that the um, there was a couple that were attempting to um, purchase a home with through another one and they uh, didn't they weren't able to get it. Yep. Uh, and the the main reason was is though not due to mortgage stress, but they they hadn't been given the option of bridging finance, which enables you to bridge the gap between two properties. Okay. Um. For a, you know, a short period of time, while one sells or settles, you know you've got the finance of the other one. Okay, so um, say you've got like a four day window, or maybe even longer. Long yeah. you've, you've kind of got a slush fund. Yeah, well, no, it's kind of like okay, I own my house at the moment. I want to buy another one. I'm, I'm probably going to really bastardize this. That's all right. We're, we've but, t- we've already established that your um, filing cabinet's running low today. Running so. low anyway. But yeah. in theory, though, it's like okay, I can still buy and secure that home. Um, and then you've got the finance to cross both properties while this one starts to sell. So it's different than subject to sale. That's going to everything falls through at the same time. Yep. I'm essentially paying for two properties for a brief period of time. You know, so that um, so the thing is, it's only on a limited time frame because you couldn't do it. Yes, you couldn't. Long. Yeah, yeah, constantly be. But, but they but they weren't even given that that advice. Okay. So you know, I had another young couple where one of the brokers said, "Look, we can get you pre-approved for finance, but it's good that then um, then it'll cost you some money." And he said, "Mate, well that's just straight up illegal. Um, you can't." Um, so say that again. He he said the, that they'd the, have to pay to be pre-approved. Yeah, yeah. There was not 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 our broker, but another. And he said, "Well, I asked him about it. I thought that sounds a bit sketchy." Yeah. He said, "Yeah, no, that's just straight up illegal. It's right against the Lending Act." Yeah, yeah. Um, so these the, so this young couple were sitting there going, "Oh, well, we we're not quite know what we want yet because we don't this we don't want to sit there and have to pay a fee just to, you know, yeah, um, to be told that we're, we're like, well, eligible." No, 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 no. I said, "Well, that's, I said, well, look." Let me ask a question there because that sounds a bit sketchy. Yeah. But in their case, like they weren't proceeding further because um, they um, they weren't confident in well they didn't want to have to pay a fee just to get pre-approved, not knowing that that's completely legal and they were getting stitched by the um, by unscrupulous. Uh, yeah, sounds um, very dodgy. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should do a current affair. Uh, oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll film him secretly where he's walking slowly in grey. Exactly. Like we. And then Demonic something music. comes up at the bottom just saying, like, scammer. <laughs> <laughs> the, big, no, the big stare. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, with, with, like, so with the finance, financial situation, back to your point, there's a lot of pe- people that um, the valuations had come in at very high. Let's just say the valuation for a loan on a house was $700,000. Sure. So they were able to borrow, borrow up to 700000 But now the resale value is 650000 Yep. So now, not only are they paying um, interest rates on a, you know, uh, on a house that borrowed up to seven hundred thousand dollars for, um, but they can't sell it for the same value which they borrowed it at. Sure. Um, so, what's happening then is, when they go to refinance, they haven't improved their fin- like their financial situation in terms of expenses because they've all gone up. Yep. They may not have in- uh, increased their income. Now the house is worth less, and the interest rates are higher, and so the the problem is when they go to refinance after getting stitched on going off fixed. Yeah, they can't renegotiate a better fee. Yeah, it sounds like the perfect storm of. It's, yeah, so it's real. It's going to be really, really, really interesting. Um, so what the what they're making comments on when I say they was just advice to the Reserve Bank, you'd say or the lending practices is that well, okay, these they're, all of a sudden these guys are already paying six and a half percent, so they're getting hammered, um, and now they want to refinance. But you're stress testing them to eight and a half percent. Yeah, like so. How, yeah, their buffer has gotten wider. How can they, you know, bridge that gap in that respect? Yeah, so, sure, sure. Um, that's where you know having you know I suppose speaking to a broker who's going to try and well when I was 
chatting to David about it. It's like, well, just you need someone who's going to try and give you options. This is Dave McGuinness at yeah. uh, Money Quest. Money Quest, yeah. Because yep. um, he called me on the public holiday. I was like, sweet, thank you. Yeah. He's, he's been working for me. Um, so there's the, the only, I suppose, when it comes to buying and selling then is that what, what do you do in those scenarios? Um, now, that's a really hard one that's going to be to answer in very tough specifics. Yeah. Um, because if you're, if you're in a situation where you are completely mortgage stressed and then, you know, selling might be an option, um, we've found now that in a lot of areas in Hobart, renting is actually cheaper again than it is to buy, whereas that was sort of in reverse for a number yeah, of years. Yeah, so, yeah, just like kind of the last few years, that seemed to be the reverse of the thing where it was like you're paying off your mortgages cheaper than, yeah. than your rentals. Has that switched on it? Like In certain areas, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, in terms, just a, in terms of pure numbers. Yep. Um, I, I know for a fact with the one that we bought for a, a partner's friend just to, to live in, um, what she pays in rent doesn't isn't anywhere close to paying the mortgage payment. Okay, for sure. Um, but she needed a place, so we helped out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, oh man, I don't know where to take it from. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just wasn't, yeah. I, I wasn't aware that, because I guess, yeah, is that based on the mortgage repayments now are higher because of the interest rates that that's blown out, that idea of, because obviously when I purchased it was cheaper than renting because I could get such a low interest rate. Mm. Now that it's going to, blow out to say you're 5%, it's going to push my – I'm so bad with um, example numbers, numbers, but say it was $300, going to push that out to 450 mm. Once all those things bump up, is that how the rental um, prices are now, just that little bit lower? Well, I, I heard – this is an anecdotal example from a dad back in the late 90s where um, they'd experienced um, an adjustment of 10% on house values. Yep. And – no one was actually wanting to purchase property in Hobart at the time. Okay. And they had a massive um, influx of properties um, come, come back onto the rental market um, because the, uh, they couldn't sell. No one was buying. And it wasn't until the interest rates were reduced in the early 2000s where we experienced what they called the first, first modern-day boom. Yep. The prices went up 350% locally. Uh, that all those rental properties that people were hanging on to previously, where they were like, no, oh, sweet, now I can finally sell them. Yeah, yeah. So we, the, the amount of transactions were at least double back then even what we had last boom okay. in terms of volume of actual transactions. Yep. Um, but this time, I suppose what's different is uh, it may not happen the same because people have got alternatives and maybe, you know, will, will, we, will we see people moving sideways and doing Airbnb? Yeah, for sure. People doing sideways or or putting those properties into the rental market, um, you know, especially if they can't see it. So, I mean, I, I, when I when it happened to me when I had my first unit, um, I was I had I think only at the time I was by the time everything was you know I had other debts and then I had my house and that the interest rates got to I think eight and a half percent on that one. Obviously, it was much lesser value. Yeah, yeah. And then I had my mate staying with me, so the only thing I had to live off was pretty much the seventy five dollars in cash he was paying me. The rest of it was just I was just. I was dead in the water. I was going backwards. Yeah. Well, I guess um, like that's kind of where it's getting tricky. And I know we haven't really covered off on a on a bunch of that. We've mm, maybe spoken with, about with cost of living, just yeah. riffing around. So I guess at the start of the show, we were talking about when a deal doesn't go through. Yeah. Did we cover it off? Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know we talked around a lot of yeah. stuff, but, but not really what we said it's we were going we, to. We're talking a lot, but saying very little. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you've made it this far in the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shout luck, out man. to you. Um, what, just before we sign off, yeah. what, what can you do if you're trying to purchase a property? I know this yeah. is 
not what we can't. Well, right, well, what can you do if you're trying to purchase a property and the, yeah. or if you're selling and it does seem to fall through? Just give us some um, some button points so that we can say that we covered off on the, oh, our goal. My, my, my quick checklist would be first speak to your, um, a broker. It, and it may not be your current bank, especially if they're just trying to push a, a specific product. Yep. Go seek an independent broker then who's, you know, who's capable of trying to give you some alternative options. Yep, like that. Um, yep. Se- secondly, um, if you are considering, um, if you are in a, a bad situation, grab it, get in an agent. You know, okay, what are your options? Can we sell? Can we buy? Can we, uh, can we lease out? Well, I suppose this is about if you're owning, yep. um, can you rent it out? Can we find alternatives, you know? Um, so and then... And so I've got like a like an actual breakdown of changeover costs. So it's like, okay, this is where you're at. This is what you could be, and this is where it's going to be. You know, once once it's ended. So yep. at least then, um, it's about reassessing your financial situation. Um, now, I've, and then, I'm not going to worry about giving unsolicited advice around budgeting. I think people can make their own call on that. But I, but then, um, the other thing too is, you know, if you can't refinance and you have and you have to sell, like they're probably your two best your best buddies to go. Okay, giving you bigger options yep. um, and then I suppose how they, how you navigate that through like okay do you get someone to rent a, you know even just one room in your house yeah yeah for if sure if you've got a four bedroom house it's like oh we've got this spare room that I just kept a few little bit of junks in why don't lease it out for 200 bucks a week yeah 100 bucks a week look into know? some different options but find ways to I suppose adapt to, adapt your home that can enable you to get a little bit more um, you know get more value out of it um, and then when you're buying though like the, the other thing too is um, I know they're Getting a lot, their, their their assessment tools are a lot better than they used to be. About a quick little disclosure and your expenses on a piece of paper. And yeah, yeah. Through. How much do you spend on this? Yeah. How much do you spend on that? Like, I I, I, like with my refinancing now, like it linked to my bank accounts, so they've just got the full disclosure and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Exactly. Which is, which is, you know, it's like, oh, it is what it is. It's probably better that they have the exact numbers than you say, like, I think I spend two hundred bucks on takeaway a month, and then you're yeah. like, oh crap, I spend nine hundred bucks on takeaway a month, like. Yeah, I'm yeah. so far off my mark, but ah, oh, yeah, no, it's not that much every time I do it. <laughs> well, that's uh, I guess the 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 two options of either saving more money or using guarantors. I know we've talked about that kind of stuff before, but yep. um, one thing I'd probably you know look at again is um, this sounds awful. Readjust your expectations. Yep. If you if if purchasing's a route that you really want to go down, um, the good thing I suppose is if you're returning with confidence, knowing that the interest rates aren't going to double again. Um, you're already planned where other people are getting hit by. Yeah, they're the thinking that, yeah, I was in a really good spot and now I'm blown out of the water. If yeah. you think now I'm safe where I'm at, mm. it, it's not going to extend out to 12% or something. That's it. If, if you know, as local, locally, I mean, our market is definitely stabilized. Um, it's the good thing is because the, there's no longer that fear of missing out. Allow yourself to be a little bit patient, allow yourself to find that little bit of a better deal. Allow yourself to be a little bit more confident in a negotiation. Yep. You know, just yesterday we caught up with a couple who, you know, put in a um, offer well, well below well below asking price. Look, that's fine. That's that's the one to move. We'll slowly bring a deal together. Um, I know, it, but obviously it's going to take because they're very patient, very savvy. So yep. we're gonna, it'll take a little bit of time. Um, and you know, if you are doing that, you're not confident. Again, seek advice from someone who can help you negotiate. Yeah. Um, so at least then on. If you are purchasing, it's always an encouragement to try and secure the property um, at a, you know, as, as a better deal you can. That's absolutely what something you should search to do. Um, but try and ensure that you still don't stretch yourself. Yes. Um, okay, just because you can borrow up to that limit. Um, okay, this, all of a sudden, you know, you'll go, oh, it's really disappointing because if we could just get that little bit more. Yeah, like, if I could just, more. if I, oh, well, maybe I could get an extra 20K on top of that, like just to, like, 
have a little play with. Yeah. Mm. The only thing is, though, is that, uh, yes, you've been able to get that, but now what happens when something goes wrong? Exactly. And I guess it's really unfortunate because, uh, you know, if I'm not careful, I could absolutely get myself in that same situation with our two properties now yep. um, that we only did for family, um, that the, you know, it got to ensure that you've got a buffer, worst case scenario, because um, what we, we may actually see what happened to my friend many, many moons ago where people were borrowing above what their real capacity of that house is. Yep. Now things have adjusted. And now they're trapped, you know. So trying to ensure that, you know, get all those advice correct at the start, so that worst case scenario, you won't get trapped down the road. Yep. So the biggest the biggest takeaway is we talked around a lot of stuff, but <laughs> talk to an expert or talk to somebody. Yes, it, advice. It, <laughs> yeah, don't listen to this. Yeah. Um, you can talk to you can talk to people. It doesn't cost a thing to talk to people like the people that got in trouble or got told they'd have to pay for the pre approval doesn't cost a thing just to have a conversation and um, find out your options. Mm. So, yeah, reach out to some people and find out more from them. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, some airy-fairy conversations in a podcast studio. <laughs> Don't go off those. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've got the info in front of you, there's definitely ways of finding out the, oh, yeah. the correct um, means. And just think about it. He's got this whole show on his shoulders today. He's got, right. he's got a broken... Um, yeah, the filing, filing cabinet. cabinet. The filing cabinet's jammed. I reckon we would have had more success had we talked about Band of Brothers. For yeah, <laughs> and I would have I would have enjoyed that a thousand yeah. times more <laughs> than just being like, I'm floundering here, man. <laughs> but, yes, thank you for uh, thank you for the show. Hopefully Pat will come back and save us next week. Um, actually, no, he won't be back next week. He'll be still <laughs> in the Philippines. Looking forward to more ramblings of the idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you again. You have been listening to The Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Code. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.